everybody, welcome to Team Fight Talk Show. I am Doa. With me is Frodan, as always. And today, we have a very special guest, fresh off his top four finish at the C9 Fates and a qualifier. It is Robin Songs. How you doing tonight, Robin Songs? Uh, good. How are you? How are you guys? I'm good. I'm good, too. Frodan, how are you? I'm good. You know, I'm, I'm uh, really looking forward to the next patch in TFT, uh, just because there's a lot of big changes, and we're going to talk about uh-huh. it. I'm also really excited because they're announcing their esports news, and you know, like in the past, it was a little bit hard to even see announcements being made for upcoming TFT tournaments. So the fact that we're announcing it ahead of time is a really good sign that uh, you know a lot of <clears throat> a lot of those plans are in motion, and I'm really excited to see like how Fate is going to wrap up next month or two. Yeah, a lot of stuff to be hyped about. Uh, Robin songs. Let's uh, let's get to know you a little bit first. I think you're you're fairly well known face around the TFT scene, uh, obviously. But for those who maybe aren't as familiar with you, uh, what what's your background? What got you into league TFT? Like, how did you get to where you are? Um. So my name is Robin. I am 28 years old, not 43, like my That's chat says so all the time. Um, <laughs> what? Um. <laughs> Uh, I, I played League. Um, I played Summoner's Rift. I was a Riven one-trick. I peaked at, like, Diamond 1, never got to Masters. I just played it, like, pretty, like, you know, casually. And then I got introduced to TFT by, you know, a couple of my friends are like, oh, check out this new, like, auto chess mode. Like, I didn't play, like, Dota auto chess, so I had no idea what auto chess was. Hmm. And then I just tried it out, and I was like, oh, it's actually pretty fun. And then, you know, watched, like, Scar's videos, and I watched Soju when he was just starting out. And then, you know, started getting better. And then I think set one, I was like rank like a hundred like hundred or something. I don't know. Like and then I don't think anyone knew me. They just knew me as like a challenger player. Set two, same thing. And then set three, I think is when I popped off when I got rank one playing abusing mech. <laughs> and then uh Mastering, mm-hmm. mastering mech. <laughs> and then I, mean. I once I reached rank one, I started streaming and then like Scarlet hosted me and then my stream started to grow. And then, but during that time, I still had a full-time job. So I was like just streaming after my work. And then mm-hmm. in December, I started, you know, things were picking up. And I feel like my full-time job was like holding me back significantly for with like competitive play and also streaming. So I, d- I decided to quit my full-time job and pursue streaming full-time. And it's been like two months and it's been great so far. Awesome. Congrats. That's, uh, that's quite the leap of faith to take, yeah. even if you do have a following uh, built up. So congrats yeah, on you. that. That's a big step. That's right. I was going to ask about you... your... I was going to ask about your guitar in the background, but then I realized it was a table with a remote control on it. But it looks like the bottom oh, of the yeah. with a bridge. It's not a guitar. It's a table with a, yep. it's a, it's a, a GameCube <laughs> for controllers. I got, I got debated. But anyway, sorry, Frodan, what were you saying? Uh, I, I was just going to kind of talk a little bit about, you know, what were some of like the motivation, like talk a little bit more about that big decision. I know when we were chatting in the tournaments that you competed on, especially when you won that qualifier that I was casting, you, know, you talked a little bit about it, but you know there's different audiences uh, across these different platforms. So talk a little bit about like what pushed you to make that decision. You know what kind of job were you like working at? And because I think a lot of people want to do what you do, right? People are like, "Oh, mm. I love a game like Team Fight Tactics. It's so great. I wish I could go full time." Like, what are some of the conditions that you felt like set you up for this? Okay, the main condition is if you have a great job, don't don't like quit because like, okay, so my job. <laughs> It was like a, it wasn't a great job. I work on, all right, well, it wasn't a great job. It was like, it, it didn't have a lot of like growth potential. And, um, it was like a job that you don't need a degree for. So anyone can like, and you, you're, you're easily replaceable. 
Um, and I was making decent money on Twitch already. Not more than what I was making at the old job, of course, but it was enough to, like, survive, you know, or, like, live. And um, so, obviously, like, I was just like, okay, I'm going to try this for a year and see what happens. If it doesn't work out, I can just go find another job. Like, I'm not really, like, losing much. So, I think that was a condition. Um, also, like, I felt like it was holding me back a lot. So that was another condition. But I think the most important thing is that if your job is like, you know, it's not that great and it's not going to go anywhere, then, you know, that that could be a, like, you know, you can make a decision because of that. But that's mainly, like, if you have a, if you're like, if you have a coding degree and you're doing coding and you're like pretty like happy and you're making decent money, like, I don't see a reason to, you know, drop all of that to go into streaming. Yeah. So you were capped. Yes. And you decided I'm, to open your chosen. Your board was capped. You opened chosen. And Robin's well, like, well. I only have like 30 gold. I'm going to roll down. Yes. I sold my Garen chosen. And then uh, <laughs> I hit a Kale chosen. Hell yeah. That's Solid. all we're looking for. All right. Back nice. over to you, Doe. Sorry. All right. Now we just got to get the items. But uh, right. let's, uh, let's move on. Let's talk about the uh, set 4.5 meta. Oh, boy. Let's take a look at the patch notes that came in with 11.3. We've been on this one for a couple weeks now. Uh, as you recall, there were actually buffs to Dragon Soul and Slayer. We don't really see those uh, stretch synergies used that often, I feel like. Um, I know you had like a nine Dragon Soul game the other day, Frodan, but I feel like we don't see a lot of six Slayer, six Dragon Soul games just yet. Um, we don't see the Dunk Master yet. We see a little bit of Tristana, I guess. Cloak is still good. Spirit nerf. I feel like it didn't really have a big impact on running for Spirit and a lot of things, but... Uh, Robin, uh, obviously, right now, everybody's talking about the reroll comps. One cost rerolls are very, very strong. We saw that in the tournament uh, a couple weekends ago. Um, but without uh, without getting two Avengers Endgame, uh, what's your what's your take on the the meta right now? Uh, so I don't think the game is in a good state right now. But it's not as bad as people are saying it to be. Like a lot of people are saying, "Oh, this is unplayable." Like, it's brain dead, or, like, you need specific items, or else you can't play the game. It's obviously not true. There are certain players that are excelling, and that's because they're adapting, and they're changing their playstyle. Players like DQA, he's rank 1 global right now. He's finding out how to play the game, obviously. Mm. New battle, always on top. An another player, Ramblin', my dual partner, he is popping off, yeah. playing random stuff. Like, he's playing Darius Carry. He's still going fast nine when everyone says fast nine is bad. And he's like rank three right now. And then he's playing like, people are saying brand chosen is useless. He's gone brand reroll and gone first like two times in a row. So like, I think um, it's not in a good spot because of like, uh, the, maybe the reroll, reroll uh, comps are too strong a little bit and paired with chosen and a load of dice. Um, but I mean, it's, 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 it's going to get fixed. So yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to really unpack, you know, from some of the stuff that Robin's talking about. And for people who are kind of like dipping in and out of TFT and just kind of like hearing some of these musings, like there's a twit longer kind of featured on our screen right now about uh, the three main problems that Soju currently has, which is the chosen mechanic, the item situation, the lack of flexibility with it, and uh, Lucky Lanterns and how impactful like Loaded Dice where you get a shot mm -hmm. of one cost units of what you're looking for to reroll. So say like you're rerolling for <clears throat> a Nidalee, right? And you're able to get it and you get Nidalee three even before 
like you know the crugs happen it's just such a big power spike um and there's like a lot of discussion that's kind of led to a lot of frustration because uh not only did riot didn't really address it in any kind of patch going into this week but they decided to buff the the more one cost units like Tristana and Bran, which was definitely like a really interesting uh, moment there, I think, for the community. So um, this has kind of led to us kind of wondering what's going to happen in the future, Doa. And Ryan instead is going to yeah. be putting out a huge one eleven point four patch, I believe, coming up that they've been testing a ton of changes going into it. Because I think a lot of people are just not really happy with how many games are decided by stage two where it feels like mm. you have to dedicate yourself to a reroll or you have to just kind of full open fort and hope that you get the perfect items and the perfect uh, champions. Yeah, I, I think it definitely does kind of feel that way sometimes. I, I always hesitate to say things like have to because it's it's a, it's all about risk, right? You can choose to take a big risk and not go with that, you know, brawler chosen Maokai and just play brawlers. But I, I think I agree with a lot of what you're saying where it does feel like the game is fairly dictated early on right now by the early chosen because the one cost are so strong. And it's it's a combination of things, right? Any one of these things in a vacuum aren't too strong. Like the one costs are not too strong. The chosen mechanic is not too strong. The lucky lantern is not necessarily too strong, but you put all of that together and you definitely get into situations where one cost rerolls get very, very strong across the board. And so some sort of change with that, I think may be in order. Um, it's, it is interesting because you, I like to play a very flexible, uh, aggressive leveling best board kind of style. And, uh, the other thing that Soji talks about in this twit longer is, is the items where you really do need to have the right items for the right carries. And so by playing that best board fast eight style, you open yourself up to a lot of risk in that you either a can't slam very specific items because you're trying to play best board or B, you have those specific items, but then just simply don't hit the champions that can use them well enough. So uh, a little bit more flexibility in items, I think, going forward uh, is is good. But the thing is, at the end of the day, I feel like I don't have a lot of answers for any of this. I, I feel like the TFT balance team is is working their asses off trying to make this a, a great balance game. And it's just a really, really hard game to balance. And so there's just going to be patches like this sometimes. Um, but... I, I I don't I don't know what what do you guys think? It's I'm kind of at a loss talking about this one. Um, I, is this, I, this to, I feel overwhelmed uh, by the meta right now. Yeah, I wanted to ask Robin like if you if you could give like two one line pieces of advice for people who are trying to like hey I want to hit like masters or I want to like push beyond my current rank that I'm like plateaued at like what's like two pieces of advice that you would give them right now? Um, don't be afraid to roll. And position reposition every turn. People think like I tell people like, oh, how do I improve? I'm like, yo, sweat and reposition every turn. They're like, that's so sweaty. I'm like, okay, if you're not gonna sweat, you're not gonna you're not uh, gonna improve. Like, yeah. if you see streamers like Salvi, he literally moves his board every single turn. And you know, if you're like, if you want to go, if you want to be right side, you know, you want to be right side. You you go left in the beginning and you go right last second. Even starting from two one, two two, two three, it's one it might win a round because they are scouting for you and you switch sides and in that one round could continue your streak that's a placement right there you know uh stuff like that and also don't be afraid to roll a lot of people are like are super greedy with their gold like you know the na play style uh watch some baby watch some like uh you know korean korean players they 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 don't really care about uh econ they just like roll down to stabilize their board i think a lot of na players are like too greedy with their gold like oh, if I drop below, if I roll a zero here, I, the game, I lose. 
you know, but you're going to lose anyways if you didn't stabilize. So, mm. so yeah, those are my two pieces of advice. For sure. I think like it's particularly pronounced in this kind of meta because other people who have rolled their gold have their three-star chosens, right? Like a three-star Nidalee, a three-star Fiora and Yasuo, whatever they're re-rolling. And you're rolling gold, you get your two-star version of it, and you still lose anyways after you've greeted all your gold because those one costs are so powerful, right? Like how many times have you gotten like a KO2? You're like, I'm really stable. You didn't reposition, like Robin said. Nilly's first spear just destroys KO because it somehow perfectly weaves through your first even KO2, KO3 well. And then all of a sudden you lose all your entire DPS, right? That happens like mm. at least twice a game that I, I like watch with my opponent's board and I watch that happen. I so, feel like uh, I've seen I, this clip recently where like a uh, uh, Nidalee you know, one shot a very important unit on on somebody's somebody's board. I I agree. I think I think we've got that line. Oh yeah, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. That's I me. remember this. Oh, yeah. no, I remember one shot my my, my right? Oh yeah. But That's me against what a coincidence. Oh. <laughs> Sick three stars Aya, man. Just <laughs> weaved it right. It was like that Nidalee was like Luke Skywalker in the in the Death Star trench, man. Like that spear. Oh, God was the photon torpedoes it was amazing yeah i mean it wasn't the best positioning but like come on my unit is worth 36 gold like come on yeah, yeah. and like and then it was, I, even the I worst know what she was targeting right like i watched that clip like three times i still don't know what she was trying to target immediately when i first saw it until you slow it down and then there's a lot of weird stuff like that in tft that you sometimes sniper, what can you say yeah it's so one thing i started doing actually today that that helped my games a lot because I, I felt really helpless in the meta because because of my style and like I wasn't rolling down early enough. I knew that, but I was kind of resistant to, you know, changing my style. So I started a document where I started tracking my gold and my HP at the beginning of every round. And I noticed that I was losing uh, enormous amounts of HP between in stage three specifically. And so right away after a couple of games, I was like, oh, I just need to be much more aggressive about rolling down in stage three, which is that three two roll down that a lot of people talk about. I started doing that. Got a second, got a first like. So if you're struggling out there too, one of the things you can do is start really paying attention to your own games and tracking your, like your position round around and kind of getting data from yourself, right? Don't just like look at all the statistical data that people are sharing on Reddit. Like find out what your own data says and that will tell you more about what you need to improve your game as well, I think. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Um, let's talk a little bit oh interesting a, this uh, is our topic now <laughs> this is our topic. do you want to have chosen set five i okay robin songs what do you think um like chosen's cool but i don't think we should have for set five because like every set has their own thing right so like mm. set three was galaxy set four is chosen so set five should be have something of its own um but yeah i would rather not have chosen in set five personal opinion I, I I agree. I, you know, part of what made Chosen really exciting was because we even had a frame of reference in set two. Um, Lux was the mm-hmm. seven cost unit that would double up on a certain trait that you would want to play. And that was a really cool feeling. And so I think what Raya and particularly Giovanni from that team who we had on the show, it's a great episode. You should go back and check it out. Uh, he was specifically talking about like these really big epic moments that felt really cool behind that. And I think that like it's it's part of the problem is that chosen and I think Riot knows this as well. They talked about it multiple times, but they like kind of oriented chosen to have a certain amount of number of times where it felt really good, and afterwards it didn't really feel as fresh anymore. And so like I think the number was like about 100, 150 games. After you get that kind of exposure, chosen becomes one of these things where like all you're doing is having comparisons to your opponents. Oh, they hit the chosens and I didn't hit anything, or 
Uh, I still don't have it chosen despite, you know, having three or four rounds into stage two and these kinds of dynamics. I think that tends to leave people into um, to have some negative experiences and biases. Yeah, it's I, I really lo I, honestly, I love the chosen mechanic. I, I think it was great um, in set four. Uh, and like I said, in set 4.5, I just think it's a combination of things that includes the chosen mechanic that makes it not feel as good because of the rerolls again. But just on the surface, early on in set 4, I felt like it was causing me to play a lot more flexibly. I, I was a big like composition forcer in like set 2, set 3, and I finally feel like I broke that habit in set 4, and I'm going to be able to carry that into like future sets, which feels really good. Um, I feel like I've, I've grown as a player because of the chosen mechanic, which I think is probably the best part with it. But um, I think more than anything, like, I think we probably shouldn't have it for set five just because it is like the main gimmick of set four, right? So I think it's just good to move on. But uh, I, I don't want to see it go because I don't like it because I really do like it. But uh, I think I think it's good to move on for set five. Anyway. I think I think chosen is good for casual play or for competitive play. It's way too much variance. It's way too like high roll. Um, someone can hit a perfect chosen. They just get top four. So it's like even if yeah. they didn't play well. So I can see that, yeah. There is that. Yeah. Um it's it's kind of it's it's tricky, right? Because in, in games like TFT, you really kind of need those big spectacular moments. I think one of the mm -hmm. biggest requests that Mort gets from like high-end competitive players is remove the fact that you can get five costs at level seven. So you can't get like a set, you can't get an Orn, you can't get Samira, mm -hmm. all these like legendaries. Let's say you're looking for it uh as to finish your comp, uh, because it has like a one percent chance at seven. And uh, Mort's like every week, I feel like I tune into his stream where he's jamming PBE games. And at least like once or twice per stream, he keeps saying we are never going to change that because it's a really big defining moment that a lot of players really can gravitate towards, especially if you're not playing like the hundreds of games in order to really get those kinds of experiences, right? There's, there's, mm -hmm. I would say that 99%, this is just a random number, but 99% of players have never even gotten a three cost legendary in their, in their entire lifetime of playing TFT. They want to have those kinds of moments every now and then where it's like crazy powerful high roll. The problem is, is when Robin brings it up, is that it happens too early in the game and it feels like it's a non-game for everybody else, right? Like, sure. okay, well, two people high roll, so now there's only like two spots in top four that I can play for at the moment. And that feels really bad. Yeah, I can, I can see that. Um, I think it's a, another part of that too, is that in set four, the five costs feel much more like set two five costs, if that makes sense, where a lot of them are able to be included into compositions that don't necessarily share the synergies. You know, you hit an early Orn, you just play Orn, grab an item from him. You know, you hit an early set, like set's probably going to be good for your board no matter what you're playing as you're completing your board, right? Azir kind of falls into that as well. Samira, obviously really good. So hitting those early, it feels like going back to like the old, uh, um, oh man, Singed days, like way back when, right? Where it's just like, oh, I'm just going to put Singed on my board. He's just going to make me stronger, right? So... I, I don't mind mind that. Um, maybe I I'm, I've been thinking about that now that you mentioned that. Maybe I wouldn't mind the five costs coming in a little bit later, but it is a fun moment in the game to uh, have that. But you know, let's let's move on from there and uh, take a look at some of the uh, I believe some of the changes that are coming up theoretically. Um, let's see. What? So this is the PBE for four for eleven point four. So. The biggest change I, I believe I'm reading right, and I, I played a couple games on PBE, is that if you don't have a chosen, every natural roll, um, so round to round, you'll be offered a chosen. If you re-roll beyond that, I believe it still goes by the same odds you have now. Um, don't quote me on that. I, that I'm 99% sure that's what I read a couple days ago when I was reading these notes. 
Um, but the big thing is, is like I just said, if you don't have it chosen, you're going to see one every round. Um, I am concerned a little bit by that because I feel like that might make it even easier to find that defining reroll chosen early on. Um, then again, it could make it more contested, so it could make it harder to play those comps. Uh, what, what do you think, Robin, about that? They're chosen every round. I actually kind of like it. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, like natural, right? Only natural. Um, mm-hmm. Only natural. It, it, it feels bad a lot of times when you're like, when you, you're greeting the chosen and then you just don't get a chosen until like the end of the stage when it doesn't even matter anymore. And then like not that much. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't know these, like, I don't, I'm, I'm really bad, like, at theory crafting and stuff. So all these, like, um, you know, but I, I it, it sounds okay to me, but it might make, like, it depends also on the chosen odds for every level. And, like, um, maybe it'll make you easier to hard force a comp. But mm-hmm. in terms of, like, lessening players' frustrations, it's probably better. Yeah, I think it kind of smooths out the variance that Robin talked about um, and kind of put it actually gives you more meaningful agency now, right? Because before it feels like sometimes you can't pass your chosen or if you do, you have to like completely open for it. But now you actually have an opportunity to say like, okay, next turn, I'm going to pre-level here so I can like continue to improve my natural roles, right? So like all of a sudden you kind of give agency back to the player despite the power level rising across the board. People might, there might be like three players dead by wolves now. Who knows? But like the idea is you give players cho- uh, choices, right? And that's, that's yeah. I think, what Riot's going for, which I appreciate. And hey, it's, you know, we only have a couple more months of set four, anyways, or set 4.5. Might as well try something a little bit bold, kind of like what they did at the very end of Galaxies, where they had the Big Bang Galaxy. And it's just like oh, yeah. everybody gets everything. Right. I, you know, that was pretty fun to play for a little bit of time. Yeah, I, I mean, ultimately, I think that's what it comes down to is is having fun with the game. And we on this show, we talk to a lot of the highest level players in the scene and all of our viewers are generally pretty experienced players as well. But you do have to keep in mind that the vast majority of TFT players and the, and the vast majority of, of players of any game are very casual. They're not in esports. They're just playing the game to have fun. And ultimately, that is what the that is the demographic that needs to be taken care of above all others when you're developing a game. And so a lot of times when you're looking at being a pro in esports, that kind of ends up being something you just sort of have to accept. And you have to ask yourself, do I love this game enough to do my best to excel at it, even though there are going to be changes from time to time that don't necessarily target my specific view of how the game should be at the highest level, because that's just not how games are designed. And and whether you like it or not, tough. That's that's the reality of game design, right? So I think uh, ultimately, at the end of the day, like uh, I think Set Four has been uh, been really fun. I think a lot of people who are not in the esports scene have been uh, enjoying it, and and it's been a pretty su- successful set. But um, that said. I, I do look forward to when the one cost reroll comps are going away. It's like <laughs> ultimate candy land out there. Save me. Yeah. Little by but, little. Yeah, little by little. All right. Well, are there any other 11.4 changes to talk about if we scroll down there? That was a little bit of a TED talk, but. Um, I think there was like a brawler I mean, there's, change. There's some tweaks. Yeah. I want to make legendaries better again. Um, yes. Mm. I, like. It just feels really bad that there's only very specific legendaries that you hit only if you're playing a specific comp, right? Like, set's not really playable outside of Brawlers uh, for most comps. Like, maybe you can really? every now and then splash them in. But, like, that's so. where he's mainly functioning. Same thing with, like, Yone. You never really play Yone unless you're really trying to all-in on, like, 
be mm-hmm. a, a depth front line. So it's like these kinds of dynamics. I really wish the legendaries were more impactful. Um, yeah, like, like time, I don't really want to buff like champions like Orn either because that just makes the four four carousel even more polarizing. So yep. well, <laughs> give and take. Just make legendaries just in uh, general. Pretty cool. Ooh, this is good. I so I I'm surprised to hear you say that uh, because uh, we'll look at the lo- Yone change in a second because I I feel the opposite way I feel like uh, the you can flex more legendaries into more comps now than you could in set three. Um, be, be the tiebreaker, Robin. Legendaries have in set three. I forgot. Yeah, oh, I we had to, like, look it up real quick just to see. Well, that, the uh, fact that you can't remember should say right away that they weren't very significant five costs. Isn't that true? I feel like. Um, Gangplank, Misfortune, Lulu. the ones that I feel like you can't like Samira. You can't slam until unless you have like a sharpshooter or Slayer board. Uh, Yone, you don't really play unless you have like Adept or maybe you. Okay, Yone, you can play if you just want to cut their defenses and stuff, right? Yeah. Um, Set, I think you can play in like every comp. It doesn't really need brawlers, but there and then like Orn. I feel like Orn is kind of awkward unless if, if you don't have if you can't really. I mean, I think you play Orn if you're ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, what other legendaries are there? Um, Zillion. Uh, and yep. who else? Swain. Swain is kind of awkward if you don't have like Siphoner, especially. Yeah. 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 Well, either way, uh, my 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 thesis is that we should continue sure. to make legendaries a little bit more impactful. But that's a different topic, and I think uh, we should definitely at least get through some of the other things before we get. That's to a whole different part. conversation. We didn't yeah. budget time for it, so let's move on to a segment called Agree. And now our first question for agree is can anyone can anyone make TFT a full-time career? This is a great one to go to you first, Robin, with because you legitimately did make the move just recently <laughs> to make TFT a full-time career. So what do you think? Full-time carer. Carer. D- d- disagree. <laughs> disagree. I, I don't think on anyone can, grounds. I don't think anyone can make TFT a full-time career. You have to be like good at the game, no? Yeah. Like I think the main thing is you have to be good at the game. Like, even if your personality is, like, super, like, addictive and, like, everyone loves you, it's hard to get your name out there if you're not good. So, um, I disagree. Frodan? I, I mean, I, I hear what Robin's saying. I would like to think that there's multiple ways to get involved, right? Like, there's people who work at Wisdom, bless their heart. They, uh, they support North American TFT, like, almost single-handedly as a pillar of the community. Not all mm. of them are like GM challenger players. Oh, I was thinking of stream like oh uh, yeah. There's other jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and, and even there there's a lot of streamers who are uh, you know, for fun streamers, but they got great personalities. But you know what they're good at? They're good at making connections to their viewers. They're good at putting out good polished broadcast presentations, these kinds of stuff. So um anyone can i like to just be optimistic and say yes but you know obviously is it are you going to be a robin songs or like you know at the very highest point like you know soju who's probably like the most uh successful competitive player in tft probably not but there's multiple paths to success just like in tft all right well i read the sentence and i i look at the word anyone and i take it at face value and say does did anyone in the 7 billion people on earth make TFT a full-time career and probably not because it's I so I have to I have to disagree with this because I think it it does take uh if you're if you're going to make it it's probably going to be on the streaming side and it does take I think a very specific type of personality to make it as a streamer uh and do that long term uh on the pro side and even on the casting side like I don't think there's anybody out there who's full-time casting TFT 
there just aren't enough events. Um, and it's not a big enough game yet to, you know, to finance that, right? So I think on that side, you're not really going to find it yet. Um, you know, as as far as working on the production side, we do have awesome people, Giant Slayer and Wisdom, that do a ton of work to bring this stuff uh, to us. But they also work on other things, too. They're not doing it full time yet. I wish they could. I wish we could all do TFD full time and maybe we can in the future. But uh, But right now, I think to just say I'm going to make TFT a full time career is a is a risky proposition right now a year from now that might not be the case and uh we're doing everything we can to make sure that you can do that in the future but i think right now it's still a pretty pretty big risk if you go for it unless you're like a a streaming pro like robin who is nothing to worry about (laughs) there you go let's move on (laughs) to question number two it is powerful reroll comps Existing is healthy for the meta. All right, another divisive one. We'll go to you first, Frodan, on this one. Uh, I agree with this. Um, I think that a lot of people give reroll comps a bad rap because, like, oh, you know, you just turn off your brain and you reroll and try to just like push levels after you're done, and they feel like it's been solved. But I think one, you need to have like reliable, solid strategies that aren't just complex summoner assassins from set two. Uh, you know, people usually point to that comp as being like the ultimate achievement and nirvana of like what a good player at TFT can eventually become. If you're good at some sense, you're good at the game. But like at the same time, you also need to have an entry point where somebody can wrap their brain around good strategies and 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 be effective and have that payoff. Very similar to like aggressive decks in like a card game, right? You look at like Magic or Hearthstone or, or Legends of Ruterra. You need to have basic aggro decks that can burn and, and go face. So I think it is good for the metagame. Not to mention that it also keeps greed in check. Like, you don't want things to just be the ultimate snooze fest where people just save gold. So I think I would agree with this. I think that it's important for it to exist. Okay. Robin Songs, what do you think? Um, I definitely agree that reroll comps existing is healthy for the meta. Um, because, you know, yeah, what Froden said, people say, like, oh, it's brain dead. Reroll comps are brain dead. But it's just, it's not brain dead, but it's just another way to play the game. It's, there is skill involved to, play, to be good at a reroll comp. Um, like, you need to be able to, like, successfully open fort stage 2 if you're really poor or if you're really weak. So you have gold to roll at stage 3 for your reroll to 3-star. Um, like, when to hyper-roll, when to slow-roll. Um, like, when, when you get the 3-star... Like when to level, uh, when to roll. Even sometimes you have you can't just like fast eight once you hit your three star. You mm-hmm. sometimes need to roll at seven to two star your board. Um, what like if you don't have three star yet, when to all in. Uh, and then there's like a, there's a there's it's like it's just a different way to play the game and it's a different set of skills. So I think it's it's healthy for the meta um, if you can master how to play reroll comps and how to play like traditional you know strongest board comps. So yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm going to agree with this one, too. Uh, I think it's it's uh, not only healthy, but it's vital for there to be strong reroll comps in uh, the meta because the more uh, variety of play styles we have in the game, the better it is. Uh, you know, the more... Because then you can play reroll, you can play fast eight, you can play all this kind of different things. Um, right now, obviously, we're in a situation where the reroll comps, especially the one costs, are perhaps a little bit too strong and too prevalent. But that doesn't mean reroll comps are bad. That just means that's the state of the game right now. I think, uh, in general, reroll comps are a healthy thing for the game to have. I say this as a Star Guardian's yeah. one trick in set three, but it's still true. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move on to our next question. Our last one for agree is 
top players complain too much about variants. All right. Well, Robin, Ooh. we're not calling you out or anything with this one, but uh, but would you like to call someone else out? The floor is yours. Um, I think. Okay, I don't. I, I okay. Uh, I think. Uh, agree. Agree. Top players complain <laughs> way. All right. They, they complain way too much. Like just complain like a little bit, and then just um, Mordok's gonna fix it. Don't worry. Um. Um. Like you know, like I think it's like I, it's it's I don't blame them like or like me too. If I get a bad game, I blame like I don't blame myself. I blame I got bad luck, you know, like too much variance. This guy, this guy hit a chosen uh, kale, and I didn't hit a chosen. And this game sucks. Um, but like next game, I hit a chosen kale. I don't say anything, you know, like so. I, I think <laughs> they we we do complain a little bit too much, but a lot of it is for content um, and just um, like. I think um, maybe we can complain like a little bit less because it is, it does like, we do have viewers and it does like, um, if we complain, the viewers are going to complain and then just everyone's complaining. And then it's just like, you know, it's at, in the end, it's like, we love this game. So we need to say some more uh, positive things about TFT. Right. Yes. Uh, kind of, kind of can't really add too much more to Robin. So uh, I do agree. I think that it's not that the, that you shouldn't complain. I think it's like there's constructive and like you know productive ways to be like lobbying your complaints um, versus not. Like I actually believe that uh, Soju's like twit longer is not like an example that you would use to be like, oh, they're just complaining too much about variants. I think he's like pretty mm -hmm. much identifying like issues that he takes with it. He's talking about, and he's like going into detail about it. Um, and he even goes, he even explains it a lot on his stream. And then, like, obviously, people will clip like certain highlights from his stream where he's just like, "Oh, this game is so bad." And then, like, maybe like send it to some riot devs or like on on Twitter or social <laughs> media. And I think that's when it's taken like a little bit too extreme. Mm. But um, I think overall, like, what we aren't really good at as a community right now is like a healthy outlet for our frustrations. And I think that uh, unfortunately, it's it's kind of led to some really bad environments, right? Like, you know, Mort, for example, has infamously left Lobby Two Discord, and he doesn't want to come back. And I think it's largely because uh, just the way the communication paths have been established, and that's like a big that's a big shame because I think what made TFT special as a community was the fact that the devs were very much integrated within the the top players and and hearing hearing their voices like on a daily mm -hmm. basis. You would see Mort. And Static and Whitrock and all these other great devs just like talking for hours to each other about the game, about what they think should be done. And, I, and the less that happens, I think the, the worse the game gets. So I want to see an, uh, an opportunity for that, you know, for these two groups to come together again and more to once more believe that he can listen to, you know, all the players who usually complain to him. I think... I mean, in 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 my in my decade of esports, every single game, and and uh, I'll, I'll agree with this one, of course. But I I've seen in every single game, there's always going to be pros complaining about things in non-constructive ways, and you know these are people who it's their livelihood to win this game, right? And so they're going to feel a level of passion and emotional reaction to losing, and the state of the game at a much higher level than other people will. So for players that don't know how to convey those emotions in a constructive way, you're going to get, you know, you're going to get the complainers and it's just going to be like that with every game. Um, and it has been awesome that uh, TFT, we've had this, this great interaction with the developers that we usually don't get in a lot of games. But 
I think at the end of the day, you know, I, I, I hope people are more chill and uh, more constructive. And I do actually really like Soju's twit longer in terms of, I, I think it lays out all the things he's upset with with the game in a way that's not complaining. I think it's all very laid out and here's what I think, here's why. Uh, not so much emotion attached to it. I, I think that was great, actually. Um, I really enjoyed reading it. Um, but what I've seen in every game that's happened so far is that the devs kind of retreat from the community a little bit. They kind of create their own little like circle of pros that they know can communicate well and you know community community members that they can trust and it kind of proceeds from there so as much as i would love to see the developers like be super involved with the scene i do think it's really hard to do that and keep your mental health uh, at a at a good level so i wouldn't be surprised if that's the case kind of going forward is that we're going to see the devs stick close to like pro players that can communicate well and just kind of ignore everybody else because ultimately that's what's going to be the most effective for them at staying sane and also getting the best feedback so it's kind of sad to say that but you know it just kind of is how it's been in most games so far so yeah for sure complaining isn't bad this is the last thing i'll say and then we'll move on uh complaining isn't bad like we shouldn't just be like if, if robin's like hey like i have some complaints about it you shouldn't be like robin pma where's the good vibes you know don't don't be like saying any complaints or bad things about the game they, people complain because they mm -hmm. care you know like quite frankly i kind of miss milk complaining about the game like that <laughs> i want milk <laughs> to come back and complain about tft instead of him just every game needs its delicious milk. wherever he is and <laughs> and then it's not part of the community anymore. Right? We we really need that kind of dynamic to keep us honest and make sure that it's not just an echo chamber. Milk does a body good. That's what they used to say. Yeah. 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 High five. Oh, sorry. My webcam sucks. <laughs> <laughs> just socially distant high five. Let's uh let's move on and check out some esports news. Uh, thoughts on the competitive season thus far. Uh, I think we're making progress. We uh, have more events this time around. I think in, in NA at least, I can't speak for the other regions, but for NA at least, things are proceeding pretty smoothly. I think uh, with uh, in most cases, tournaments have run fairly well. And uh, yeah, we're, we're making progress. I mean, the, the championship, they just announced news about this. The prize pool's bigger. There's more players this time. NA gets four reps instead of one. Um, or, or, and we're not combined with Oceania, which is nice. So I, I think overall, uh, things are looking pretty good, but let's talk about the, uh, the fates top four, um, from the, uh, qualifier here. Uh, Robin, you were in there, you made it to the next qualifier. Uh, what was kind of your experience playing in that tournament? Um, just as far as like proceeding through that format, uh, how did, how did it feel to you as a player? In this, in this specific qualifier? Yeah. And that specific qualifier, but you can uh... also talk about the, uh, the set in general too, I suppose. Um, I don't know. I feel like I played pretty well, but I feel like, um, you know, top four was really good. I feel like I played pretty bad the first game, and then after, after the first game, I got seventh, and then I was like, okay, I need to like, I don't think I can get first anymore. If you, if you get seventh, I don't think you can play for first. So you just play for fourth, mm. play a little bit safer. I ended up getting fourth, which is really good. I played Elderwood three times, and I got th third, second, third. So I, I was like, oh, I should have played Elderwood mm. every game. <laughs> um. And then, yeah, I'm pretty happy with my placement because top four is all you need to move on to the next one. And um, I think GVA played out of his mind. He and, did. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty happy with my uh, outcome. All right. Were you surprised so by anybody's performance or like lack thereof, um, on, either on day one or on the final day? I was surprised by... Um, okay, I was surprised by... I like hobos. Bertasaurus 
and Numano. Because Birthosaurus, I like Hobos. They're they're like uh, they're not even playing. They're not really playing the game. They're like 100 LP masters or something. Mm. So I was like, okay, these guys probably have a lot going on in their real life. Probably they they probably don't have time to play or they don't really care anymore. And then they ended up placing really really well. So like, um, and also Numano, like I didn't like I knew he was a good player, but I didn't I didn't think he was like uh, able to compete with like the top of the top because he only played in Giant Slayer. Um, the what's it called? Um, Challenger Fight series. Not Challenger series. Challenger series. So I was like, it was cool to see how he translated that into playing literally with the best players in NA and able to keep up. He got second, so proved that he was a good player. Lack thereof, probably Soju, uh, Q and Sox. You know, usually they're in the top eight, but they ended up not not making it to top eight. So that was a that was a that was a kind of a surprise to me. Hmm. I suppose it's from a viewership side, it's it's kind of it's kind of good when you see more people succeeding, like at a at a broader level, that there's more pros coming up. And I think we talked about that a little bit on the broadcast too, Frodan, where it felt a little bit not not a changing of the guard per se, but it felt like sort of a new generation of top players is sort of starting to emerge. And that's not to say that like people like Soju and Sox are like over the hill. They're definitely not. But it's cool that now there's sort of this other group of pros that's kind of coming up and can kind of hang with them as well. Yeah, very much so. I think what's really sad, and I don't think this is announced um, in, in our notes, actually, but uh, you oh. mentioned Numano, Numano yeah, he's player that moved to North America and streams and competes. He actually has quit TFT after he did well. He got second in the qualifier and was like, I'm done playing TFT. And he, he posted a tweet longer explaining a little bit of it, but um the tldr is that he just felt like it was time for him to move on because maybe he played too much tft and he's like he, he really isn't like trying to be the best competitive player because he doesn't really believe you can be like the consistent best player which you know we can sit here and debate about that kind of variance but that was like really disappointing for me to see uh just because i like thought that Numana played really well and i feel like he was also minimizing uh how well he played you know because he's like oh if, if keen or soju or you know those other players had my roles they would also do really well it's like Come on, man. You, you like own up to it. You did really well, and you practiced really hard. And I mean, you you are clearly a really good player. Um, and so I just wanted to, you know, tell anybody out there who's like listening, like, you know, and that they're like on the fence, like, you know, don't be afraid to just keep pursuing and like own up to the fact that you're good at this game. It's totally okay to, to say that you're you're sick at TFT, and just because there's a little bit of RNG doesn't mean you're not good or not skilled. Yeah, exactly. Because the top players, you know, everybody gets roughly the same luck in TFT, right? It's uh, the good players that know how to capitalize when they get those high rolls and mitigate when they get the low rolls, right? So, mm -hmm. yeah. Let's uh, talk a bit about the championship, the Teamfight Tactics Fix championship that's coming up. Uh, there is actually another qualifier this month, which uh, you'll be hosting, I believe, Frodan. Oops, I don't know if I spoiled that or not. But, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> but it is later this month. It got out of my mouth before I stopped it. But either way, it's going to be a good time. Um, and then, of course, we have the regionals and the uh, championships to look forward to after that. So uh, it's the the TFT esports action is only heating up. <laughs> Sorry, Risa. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I got my contract uh, today, so oh, there you uh, go. Technically, nothing finalized, but you know, oh, I, I okay. Back. Thank you for the reminder, though. I should <laughs> sign it. And, You're uh, welcome. What's actually going to be pretty cool is uh, who might be working with me on that event, but we'll we'll save that for the actual announcement. I want to uh, ask Robin, uh, who <laughs> your webcam is like starting to blur you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, 
the the championship for the galaxies did you do you like that kind of format the where you have you know everyone gets to a point threshold and you have to get a first in order to win do you feel like that's like something that you're excited about if you get to participate in it oh no i I hate that well it's mainly because i don't get first a lot i get top four a lot so like if i if that's the format i'm never gonna win so uh but i i I don't know i feel like well like socks socks had a very famous saying first is high roll second is skill so i feel like in that format you have to high roll at least once to win or like i think in the top of the top if you get first it's probably because you high like it's 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 also skill but you also for sure you have to high roll to get first um so i don't know i feel like a lot of people when they play that if they don't like high roll a game they never get first and then they just get like like socks almost like socks literally almost uh didn't make it when he got like two three two three two 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 and he couldn't get the last first and he almost didn't make it um but he ended up making it because he had the second highest score but personally i don't really like that format i like um just like average score the the formats they've been having in the qualifiers i think it's great okay okay i mean they're probably going to keep experimenting with stuff if there's one thing that we've seen about riot that's consistent is that they're willing to change things every single time uh from their invitationals to being like random bounty achievements to like this winning in. Um, so it's, it's, I'm, I'm curious to see what they're going to try to do for the actual championship. Now there is uh, another tournament coming up. That's not connected with the championship. It's the uh, lovers duo tournament. Uh, this is going to be a fun one to, uh, to watch over the Valentine's day weekend. Uh, and so who are, who are you rooting for Robin songs in uh, in this one? Who, who do you think is going to take it? <laughs> I think Rainbow about Robin? Soju Where's was Rainbow in it. Soju was in it with Sarah, uh, but I don't think they're playing yep. anymore, and they weren't gonna win anyways, probably because you know Soju. Uh, but um, <laughs> um, Karum and Candy might win, and I think Karum and Candy have a good chance. But I also think um, Kiyun and Becca, if they're playing, I think they're playing. They also have a good chance. I think. Wait, okay. I don't. I didn't look at the roster, so I, so I don't know. There might be like, because um, the rule is you ha- you can you one person is challenger and the other person cannot be challenger. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They have, they what have. if they have a challenger GM? So I don't know. So I don't know. Yeah. But I think I'm rooting for Karum and Candy. Okay. All I'm gonna say is that uh, Kiyun should unmod Milk now from his channel on Valentine's Day because I'm pretty <laughs> sure if you see a lot of uh, Milk's messages in that channel and and think that he was going ham before, just wait till February 14th. <laughs> <laughs> it's dangerous business, man. <laughs> Uh, um well, I, yeah i think that it's gonna be really fun and i think that like 2v2 is like just in general 2v2 v2 v2 is like a format that like would be super successful in uh tft if that became like an actual thing so i i love yeah. to see like more of this kind of dynamic and, and it's also fun right because yeah. we're all at home right. still quarantined for most of the part uh pretty much. so valentine's day is usually pretty lonely so this should be a fun little piece for us to watch Yep, exactly. Uh, more team tournaments are always fun, so it'll be uh, it'll yep. be cool to see. But I think it's time to move on to uh, everybody's favorite segment. Maybe it's everybody's favorite segment. I think it's one of the favorite oh, yeah. segments. Everyone, it's the segment. NA tier list. That's right. It's time. Robin is hyped, so let's get it on. Who are your top ten players in the North American region of Team Fight Tactics? Um. Okay, I'm not gonna do like all time. Because I think all time is kind of hard. Because like a lot of people quit and like you know Fair. how do you even rate? I'm gonna rate like I'm gonna do like set four point five top ten players well, in current, my opinion. Current Ooh, top ten. Okay. Very yeah. I'll do current top ten. I'll do current top ten. All right. Um. So number one, 
I think it's who is it? I think number one is uh, I'm gonna say New Bell. Oh, okay. okay. All right. I think New Bell. Like, he's always literally. He's never like below top five. So like he's a very very strong player, and he was rank one for the longest time. I think he just lost it to DQA. But I think New Bell is like really really strong right now. Second, I would probably put uh, GV8. Um, his LP is a little bit low right now, but I think it's because he doesn't really care because he's already in, like, he doesn't need snapshots anymore. He has no motivation, yeah. you know? I think a lot of, like, a lot of players who are already through qualifiers with snapshots who are, like, a little bit low on LP because they don't have motive, like, they don't, you know, they don't, it's like, they don't really need it. If they needed it, they would, after stream, they would play off stream, like, try to get their LP back, you know? Um, so GB, right. I think, like, he also got first in the qualifiers, so I think that shows a lot that he's really good at the set. Number three, I'm gonna say. Uh, number three, I'm gonna say Ramblin. Oh, I thought a lot of people were wrong. This. All right. This, if you watch this guy play, I've been playing with Ramblins ever since PVE came out, and he's like really, really, really good. He's rank three right now. He plays like everything, and um, like people are underrating him because like they just don't know his name. But he has like a super uh, understand. Like I think he has like the. A lot, like a big understanding of set four point five, like every unit, every every synergy stuff like that. So I think Ramblin, and then number four, um, I'm gonna put myself. All um, right, all right, top four me. master number yep. four. Number I think four, that, based on recent results, that makes sense. Uh, my dual partner, uh, consistent. I'm consistently top five. I got fourth in the qualifiers. I I've been playing. I've been grinding PVE with Ramblin ever since. Um, yeah, number five. Ranked number four, by the way. Oh, I'm ranked. Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel like these people are, like we're always on the uh, top five. I think number five. I, I'm gonna have. To, I I don't. Okay, I'm gonna put uh, DQA. Um, DQA is currently rank one right now, and he's rank one global. So yeah. that says something. I like if you watch DQA stream, he like never bought fours ever, like rarely. So he has a very very good understanding of um of of set four point five in my opinion. Um. All right. What's next? Uh. Next, I'm gonna say. Uh, what am I missing? Um, I'm gonna say Solus. Okay. I think Solus right. is right. back to his. He's stuck in the trying to get two account to top ten, whatever. Like he's not. <laughs> he's like he doesn't, care. Uh, he doesn't care right now. You know, he goes through phases. Like when he cares, he'll get like top five. But when yeah. he doesn't care or he's not having fun with the game, he'll just like not try. I guess so. He's like I think it's just like a hard stuck like nine hundred a thousand LP or something. Um, Solus, and then I'd probably say, um, how many more spots? One, two, three, four, five, six, There's four more. Out. Four more, yep. I think, um, I'm gonna say Soju. Okay. Like, I think he also, he, he's also, he's like second in qualifier points. So he also like doesn't really care that much about snapshots. Like if he did, he would actually like grind off stream, whatever, try hard. Mm. He's like more for fun right now. Um, um, I think he's just like really not having fun with the game, so he's not like trying his best, or he's not willing to like adapt to it, you know. But I definitely think all these top, all the, everyone above Soju is better than Soju right now. Um, oh no no, I got Spencer. Okay, I, I need to put Spencer um above DQA <laughs> if that's possible. 
Yeah, ah, yeah, you can okay. you can rearrange things. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Can... I forgot about Spencer. Well, we can agree that we're moving Solos and Soju down the list, right? Yeah, yeah. I think Spencer, um, Spencer is, uh, he's consistently top five. Um, I think he got, he also made top eight for the qualifiers. So I think he's, he's really, really good. Um, okay. I think Kiyun is on here. Okay, number nine. All right. Kiyun's probably below Soju. I thought Kiyun was better than Soju, but then I watched his stream today. He fell below Soju, but I think it's because Soju backseated him. And then he, Soju backseated Kiyun. Once Kiyun fell below Soju, Soju's like, all right, I'm going to play Tarkov. <laughs> so, yeah. It's been accomplished by Soju. <laughs> um, one, two, three, four, five, you six. You got one more. One, two, three, four, five, six. One more. Okay, I want to put Socks on here, but I think Socks, like, okay... I think Sox is really good, but I think he's really unhappy with the patch right now. He's really like he I don't think he likes the game right now, and so I don't think he really cares that much. So I'm gonna put Setsuko. Um Setsuko I think is a, oh, probably exactly. above Soju. I put Setsuko above Soju. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think um Fair enough. Actually, I'm down to put Kyun above Soju. I think oh, Kyun just added up so Yeah. Okay. Just like we put another return that. space. Can you put another return line after Kiyun? Just so that we show <laughs> yeah. the gap. Or do like honorable mention. So just, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, just to show the yeah. gap after after you know between the top nine and, and everybody else. Um, but yeah, I think like looking at this list, there's a lot of like new new era players coming in, you know? Like um, yes. Yes. new battle yeah, sets they're like extremely underrated. They're like you gotta shrink the text to get Soju back on there. <laughs> 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 the way it drags back on the screen is so good. I completely agree, by the way. I think specifically, like, you know, the, the ones that you mentioned that people don't necessarily see all the time, like Spencer, New Bowel, Satsuko, um, and Ramblin, too. I, you know, when you, you and Ramblin teamed up in the 2v2 tournament, you guys crushed it. So uh, I think that, like, really, the people who are on top can't rest too easy because these players who are hungry and coming at it, when they're, like, especially players like you mentioned, even, um, you know, Solos when he's motivated, they're really scary. So. Yeah, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens for like the final bits of the set going to set five. Yeah, I think like the the end of set five and NA is going to be kind of like in the old guard, hold off the uh, the assault from all these uh, new players. It's going to yeah. be fun to watch. As a as a, a caster, I get to just enjoy all this, so it's great. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Well, well that is I like our... this list. I like this list. Yeah, I think we fully agree with it. I think I think this is a solid list. <laughs> yep. Can't think of anything I would change on it. I think it's perfect. Let's uh, let's move on. We have a uh, our cursed image associated with our giveaway, of course. So uh, this individual uh, who submitted this cursed in image, oh, it is uh, Lee GND Legend, uh, maybe if he's I don't know how you say. <laughs> so you lost. It's a song's diff. <laughs> oh <laughs> wow! After the tier list, this is perfectly timed. <laughs> yeah, I know, right. <laughs> Not pre-planned. This was all. This was all spontaneous. Excellent. Yep. Excellent. That's right. So, so grats, uh, Lee Legion, uh, Lee G N D. However you want to say it, you win. You're Nine. the champion of the world. Good job. Uh, let's go to our Q and A. We've got uh, a question for uh, Robin. Uh, let's see where where is it? Oh, oh, and our <laughs> winner of the giveaway for that is is delicious milk. Whoa. That's right. That's a lot of font. Uh, Valentine's Day is coming up. This is a lot to read. Wall of text here. Being in one of the most successful relationships from TFD, how does one acquire a girlfriend? This is from Milk. 
<laughs> this, this is uh this is for you how does one acquire a girlfriend um i guess okay uh i don't like okay, i met my girlfriend before covid so i guess it's kind of harder to like meet people nowadays but you can meet them online uh, i would say i mean they're gonna laugh at this advice and they're gonna be like all right but like be yourself don't try to be someone else if they like you they'll like you you know if they don't like you you know whatever go next it's fine don't don't be afraid of rejection you know um rejection is part of life um right you know like i would say yeah just try to be friends with them first don't go in like oh i'm gonna try to make this girl my girlfriend you know like try to be friends with her like play some video games with her and then you know maybe ask her if you want to watch some anime you know watch some anime and then you know and then you go from there yeah so find so find someone who likes anime and don't give up. <laughs> Friend zone yourself first and then try to move in. The Robin. Yes. yes. There you go. That's right. <laughs> Ooh woo. Uh, we have a we have a question for Frodan actually here too, since you just proposed uh, a successful uh, proposal as well. Congratulations. Do you have any tips for uh, for Robin and Ivy? Oh wow. This is a very leading question. Mm-hmm. Just two words. Yes, dear. <laughs> yes, dear. Okay. Oh, wow. All right. Hey, uh, as as uh, as someone who has been in the married man meta for almost five years now, it's it's a good meta to join. So it's true. Well done, Frodan. And also, best of luck to all the rest of you out there. I heard girls like guys who get rank one. <laughs> That's right. Gotcha. It doesn't have to be in TFT. It can be anything. <laughs> You can be in like mm. local Mario Kart. Wow. I don't know. So I guess Mil- Milk's not even here in the chat. I see everyone no. else here but Milk. Yeah, and Milk? he's usually yeah. here every episode. So I don't we, even know what's happening. We've declared two. Uh, I, I declared two giveaway winners, by the way. Delicious Milk also also wins. Somebody let him know. Because he's yes. not here. Yes. If you want, if you want to know the real answer, it's actually <laughs> show up, which is what Milk hasn't done for his giveaway yeah. redemption. That's true. So. He doesn't even get any of this great information. He <laughs> to a successful relationship is actually show up every day. <laughs> He's just going to go back reading all those self-help books. Like he could have gotten the answers right here, but uh, poor milk. Somebody let him know. Go in his chat, like send him a DM. I don't know. Let, yeah, let him know. Watch the VOD. Yep, that's right. Watch the VOD. Link it to him. That brings us to the, the end of our uh, soon-to-be VOD. Uh, Robin Song's Thanks for coming. It's been awesome having you guests on the show. It's been a fun show. Any uh, final thoughts before we close this one out? <laughs> um, thanks for having me. Congratulations, Ronan, on your um, uh, proposal. And thank you. Thank you, uh, thank you Doa. And, um, you know, chat's asking, did you really put Solus above me for Soju? Yes. I think Solus way better than you, Soju. Whew, your- there you go. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. All right. That's it. Frodan, parting thoughts. <laughs> no flame, right? No flame. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's been really fun. I love having guests uh, like Robin, who you know, and and, I, and honestly, I like I point at Robin a lot when people kind of talk about you know what what is the TFT dream, and I actually point to this guy right now because I'm just like he's just making it happen. So I'm really proud of you, Robin, and I, I always love seeing you compete um, and tune into your stream and background whenever I'm working. Um, also, you know, the, the qualifiers, the next qualifiers coming up soon, just a couple of weeks. So, you know, Doe kind of spoiled it. I'll be working it, but you know, the, the people that I'd be working it with, uh, I'm going to be really excited to see a, a new casting team kind of put together. So it should be pretty fun. I'll miss you, Doa, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll reunite soon though. I'll be for the next one. Yep. All right. Well, uh, thanks to everybody for watching. Thanks to uh, Robin songs again, for being a great guest, Frodan, for being a great co-host as always. 
Thanks to all the fans out there in Twitch chat for spamming lots of stuff about Soju as usual. Thanks to uh, Giant Slayer for putting this one on. A lot of people working hard behind the scenes to make this happen. And thanks to uh, Riot and Mort, uh, everybody else on the team for making TFT. The game we love, the game we like to talk about. Uh, that's going to do it for Team Fight Talk Show tonight. Uh, we will see you in two weeks. Until then, enjoy the ladder, enjoy the new patch, stay safe, and we'll see you next time.